What's up, everyone? It is Dan Ronan here, flying solo, welcoming you to the Football MD Podcast, episode 19, where we will be previewing this upcoming week. I will get right into it, but before we do the preview for this upcoming week, week seven of the NFL, I will quickly recap the Broncos at Cardinals game on Thursday night. It was an amazing day for the Denver Broncos. What continues to frustrate me is Lindsey's usage. He has been the better back over Freeman the entire season, and they really do need to start to go in the direction of Lindsey more often. Sanders is the number one wide receiver for the Broncos. That has been solidified. Demarius Thomas is a matchup-based option. You're hoping that he gets in the end zone. Sanders is getting the targets, the receptions. He is making plays. He's playing great football. So Sanders is the guy you want in the passing game there. And Cardinals, you don't want anybody. Uh, They continue to struggle. The Cardinals look really bad at home. You knew it was going to be a bad day for them when they couldn't set up on the first drive. Those plays are scripted. Those plays should be easy to get underway. You shouldn't be calling timeouts multiple times for the play clock running out. You should be nailing these pre-scripted first drive plays and unfortunately they look like they are out of sync and unable to do so resulting in Mike McCoy being fired so it's only a matter of time before if they do not improve the head coach sees the same treatment let's give credit where credit is due though the Denver's Broncos defense really had an amazing day Von Miller was constantly in the backfield disrupting the play they ended up with two interceptions for touchdowns and just a really dominant performance so Hopefully, for the Denver Broncos' sake, that uh, type of defensive play can continue. And going forward, if it can, that could be a very scary, scary unit. And that's all we really have for the Broncos at Cardinals game. It really was just a lopsided affair by the Broncos. So we'll move right on to the preview for the upcoming week. Titans at Chargers will be the first game. Quite frankly, recently with the Titans, they're a complete avoid. Their offense is out of sync. And as for the Chargers, I would actually recommend looking at their defense this week against the Titans at home. Their two losses are against the Chiefs and the Rams, two of the best teams in the NFL. So the Chargers, in my opinion, are trending in the right direction. They're improving every week. They're playing good football. But on the offensive side of the ball, you're obviously starting guys like Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen. You're probably playing Phillip Rivers. But I wouldn't get too far down the depth chart for them this game. Titans have been pretty decent on defense. Overall, though, to recap this game, I really do feel just like besides Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen, your studs on the Chargers offense, I really wouldn't be diving too much into this game. It doesn't seem like it'll be too fantasy friendly. Moving on to probably a much better game, the Philadelphia Eagles host the Carolina Panthers in what could be a top NFC conference showdown. Notes for me on the Eagles side of the ball is definitely their defense could have a big day. Cam Newton tends to struggle on the road a little bit, and he is going into Philadelphia where Philly has been hot. Carson Wentz seems to be back or close to back to what he was last year, and he's making plays and playing good football. And he has Jeffrey as an every week starter for me. I mean, unless he is facing a top, top tier corner that you believe can shut him down, which 
not many will be able to with that size in the red zone. And as for the run game, I like Clement over Smallwood. Mike, my co-host who is missing today, and I have both been on top of that. We've been saying that Clement is the better option long term. But Smallwood does get a ton of touches right now while Clement is battling some injuries. Smallwood might have the more opportunity, but I do think Clement is the better back and he'll be more efficient with his opportunities. And on the other side of the ball for the Panthers, I mean, you're probably starring Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and even Devin Funches with the buys and injuries. And I wouldn't argue that in that offense. I do think it's warranted that they're going to score some points and more than likely McCaffrey is going to be heavily involved. Cam Newton's going to have a safe floor with his running game and obviously a few passes. The player I want to stress a little pause for is Greg Olson. Now, he has been great in years past, and you know this year he's struggling with injury. Last week, though, I just want to say when I watched the film, he looked very hindered by this injury. He didn't look completely healthy, and if that's going to be the case, I'm not saying that you're going to do better because we know the tight end position is very weak. It's very thin. But Greg Olson really being out there and not 100%, maybe that's not the best option for your fantasy team. Make sure that you're just not putting him in for his name. He really, you have to pay attention. He could, if he's injured, not really be producing and not be playing well. He's just out there running routes and not really garnering the normal targets and the normal respect that he usually deserves. Next up on the list, though, is the Vikings at New York Jets. The Jets have been playing up and down all season, as we expect with a rookie quarterback, but they have been playing well at home more often than not, and last week especially. But I wouldn't expect that same production again this week now yes they were good last week and they are a pretty solid unit but they have the minnesota vikings who are a much better offense coming into town they are going to turn the ball over way less they are going to be more efficient they are going to score more but on the offensive side of the ball for the jets there are a few intriguing options because the Vikings have not been as good as we may have expected coming into the season on the defensive side of the ball. They're not terrible, but they also have not been great either. With that being said, the options I like are in the passing game. Curse and Robbie Anderson seem to be the only two wide receivers remaining after the injuries hit prior in Anunua. I am a big fan of Anderson's talent, and that's the way I would go this week. I do think he'll get a little bit more targets. He'll get a little bit more involved. And he is a talented wide receiver, in my opinion. He's got size. He's got speed. Yeah, I would definitely consider rolling out Robbie Anderson this week, and I think he could offer you a pretty solid week up against the Minnesota Vikings. That being said, on the other side of the ball, Latavius Murray, I think he's definitely worth a start. The Jets' defense has been really good. They're top 10 against the run, but Latavius Murray is just going to get enough work to make him relevant. He's going to have plenty of opportunities. He's the number one back there. He fills in well for Dalvin Cook, and as long as Dalvin Cook is is out you'll be continuing to get Latavius Murray into your lineup and needless to say probably but I will just touch on don't be too afraid of the Jets defense still start Kirk Thielen and Diggs they have been great for you this season don't consider benching them they've been lights out and they will continue to be as for our next game the Bills travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts no breaking news here there's no one on the Bills worth starting LaShawn McCoy maybe you have to roll out he gets high volume as of recently and you probably drafted him pretty high. But he and the rest of the Bills have just been so terrible this year. On the other side of the ball for the Colts, I'm expecting a relatively solid day of production for them. Their defense can play pretty well at home. And against the Bills, there's nobody that should really scare you. Exception being with T.Y. Hilton, if he does play. Tredavious White has been locked down this year. And he typically follows the number one guy. So 
pay attention to that. He might not be the best fit. Maybe try someone a little further down the depth chart like Grant or even Chester Rogers. Also, you should be starting Eric Ebron because he has been amazing at the goal line this year. And Marlon Mack, who his first week back was very productive last week, and I expect him to build on that at home. Rolling on to the Patriots versus the Bears in Chicago. Honestly, I know that the Chicago Bears defense has been really good, but to me, I just feel the New England Patriots are now rolling. They are in true form and ready to bring it week in and week out. So with that said, I would be rolling out my Patriots as usual. Gronkowski is not going to play, so you will be having to look for a streaming option for him. And I would recommend staying away from the two options on the New England Patriots. Hollister and Dwayne Allen might split time, or we don't really know who will or will not be the starter. Therefore, I would just stay away from the tight ends on the Patriots. I really do think it benefits guys like Julian Edelman more and possibly James White being a close target option for Tom Brady. And Sonny Michel is also listed as questionable. So keep an eye on that. Make sure you monitor his status as game time approaches. And although the Patriots defense has been pretty good this season so you could temper expectations for the bears but they do let up a decent amount of points allowing 148 points on the season which is a little bit worse than the average nfl team so you can score on the new england patriots and if you're trying to take advantage of that the two guys i would recommend is either Allen robinson in the passing game he's just the most talented wide receiver although you've seen big weeks from even the guys like taylor gabriel recently i wouldn't overthink it I would roll with, in my opinion, the most talented player, and that is Allen Robinson. Honestly, the other guy you might want is Tariq Cohen. He's been productive and involved recently, much more so than the very disappointing Howard. I don't really understand why. I think Howard is a three-down workhorse back. He can pretty much do it all. He can run in between the tackles. He can run outside the tackles. And I do think he's a better receiver than he's given credit for. And he can pass block. So there's no reason to really take him off the field. And yet the Bears are insisted in pr pretty much not using him at all and really going the direction of Cohen. So you have to ride that wave, in my opinion. Although I think it's the wrong move, it doesn't matter what I think. It's all about what the NFL team is doing. And that is the way it seems to be shaping out for the Chicago Bears. Now, every week there is a few games that can challenge one another for the highest point total. These are the type of games that you want any player you can get your hands on involved in these games. You want as much of these games as possible. And the next game up between the Browns traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks is one of those games this week because the Bucks do not play defense. Everybody has been running up the score on them. Unless they can outscore them, that is the only way they win. They do not win with defense. They only win by a high-powered offense. Honestly, they might be able to beat the Browns at home, but there will still be plenty of points on both sides of the ball. Now, I hope you are all ready for the hot take of the week. If you are a Chubb owner, I do recommend rolling him out immediately. Now, I know that that could be a risky play, something that you might not be able to stomach, but you do not trade a top-tier workhorse running back like Carlos Hyde unless you have a backup plan. Nick Chubb, the guy who averages 7-8 yards per carry so far this season, even though it's little opportunity, he has been incredible with it. No, I do not think it's by accident or by circumstance that he happens to get traded. They are confident in Nick Chubb, in my opinion, and you could be, if you are waiting for him to break out, you could be missing 
his best week of the season. He has the juiciest matchup of his entire season, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the worst defense in the NFL. So you really want to risk sitting on him one week to honestly, by the end of the season, miss out on what was his best week of the season or could have been. If you have him and you've been waiting on him, you've had him stashed, this is the week you're waiting for. I mean, don't get too cute. Don't bench a stud for him. Do not bench Mark Ingram against the Baltimore Ravens or Alvin Kamara. Obviously, they're in a tough matchup. But still, they get quality work on a quality offense. I wouldn't get too cute. But if you're in a position where you don't really have a flex option or even your RB2 is very sketchy if your team is weak at that position, roll out Chubb. Don't be scared. I'm telling you right now, he is going to be the number one running back on the team, and he will be decently productive for you immediately this week, and I expect him to get into the end zone. As for the other Browns, I would definitely look into starting Baker Mayfield this week and also David Njoku. He is the really only pass catcher that I would trust. He's getting targets on a consistent basis. So is Antonio Callaway, but he hasn't been productive with those targets, so I would hesitate to roll him out. I would definitely start Njoku, though, who has been really on the rise, in our opinion. For the Bucks on their side of the ball, they are going to score. My co-host, who is missing today, Mike, was absolutely correct. Jameis Winston is a quarterback one going forward. And in a matchup that doesn't really scare you, you should be rolling him out again. That obviously means I also like the pass catchers in this offense, including Deshaun Jackson, the tight ends, whichever one you would like to roll out, whether it be Cameron Bray or OJ Howard, and maybe even Godwin. In the run game, look Peyton Barber. I wouldn't roll with anybody else. Barber had a good week last week. I wouldn't expect the same totals because Atlanta is really bad against running backs, but he should be the most involved and have the most opportunity in what's going to be an improved offense with Jameis Winston at the helm. Up next, the Houston Texans travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars in a divisional matchup. I have nothing against the Houston Texans, but in my opinion, this game screams a dominant day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a very tough week last week. For once, Jalen Ramsey was quiet after a game, and I do not think he or the defense is going to be okay with that. So I am predicting a huge bounce back week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not on offense. I would only recommend playing Yeldon on that side of the ball, but definitely roll out the Jacksonville Jaguars defense and have super pause this week about the Texans. I'll even go as far to say I would be hesitant to start Deshaun Watson. He has not been as good as he was last year at all. Even with the, the stellar weapons, I just don't see a good week in store for them traveling to Jacksonville. I think they're going to be motivated. I think they're going to be playing fast and hard. I just do not see a good week for the Texans this week. I honestly believe Kiki has the best matchup because on the edges, Jalen Ramsey and Boye will dominate you. Even if you're DeAndre Hopkins, even if you're Will Fuller, it doesn't matter. These are two all pros, two of the very best in the business. So they will dominate you on any given week. And this might be the week where they are motivated enough to get it done, even against Nuke Hopkins. But Kiki happens to play most of his snaps in the middle of the field, out the slot, where they have been struggling, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is where you can attack their defense. I thought it was a good matchup for the Cowboys last week because of their ability to attack the middle. They showed that that was the case. So I don't see why they wouldn't copycat that and target Kiki a lot over the middle. 
But still, I just think Jacksonville is going to be too much for them to handle. Their front seven is going to get home and affect Deshaun Watson and the passing game. I don't see Lamar Miller getting off to a hot start. I do think that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense will dominate. Slated next is the Lions at the Dolphins. Neither of these defenses scare me. So in that type of game, really don't have any hesitation about either side of the ball. You could start pretty much all of your Lions, on Johnson, Matt Stafford, all three wide receivers in Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay. The other side of the ball is a little bit more difficult. Although the Lions defense doesn't really scare you, the problem still remains that the Miami Dolphins predicting their offense might be more difficult than anything else. I would be willing to play Drake or Gore in this game depending on who you have, but definitely don't force them into your lineup. And same goes with the wide receivers because you never know which one is really going to go off on a per game basis. It's been Albert Wilson recently, and that's why I would continue to go in that direction if you're going to roll with any of them. But I really would stay away just because you don't really know how consistent that's going to be. Brock Osweiler, how consistent is he going to be in the long term? So definitely have some pause about the Dolphins. Not because you're scared about the Lions, but just more because we don't really know what's going on with the Dolphins. I feel like it's a different team every week. You don't really know what to expect. Might be good for them. They're playing well. They're winning games. But it's really difficult for fantasy football and predicting them in any given week. Up next is one of the best games of the week. One of the top defenses in the Baltimore Ravens hosting one of the top offenses in the New Orleans Saints. This should be a great game. The Ravens defense has been great, so definitely temper a little expectations for your Saints. But the Saints offense is so good that you're not sitting them. Breeze starts, Kamara starts, Ingram starts, and Thomas all starts. With Ted Ginn going to IR, I would be looking at Meredith. Maybe not this week, but in the long term for the rest of the season, when they have better matchups, Meredith is a guy that I think has a lot of talent, has a lot of size, and could be utilized in that offense. And something I just wanted to touch on with the Saints, I think it's time to start adjusting your expectation realistically for the Kamara and Ingram split. You shouldn't be expecting both of them to give you 20 to 30 point weeks week in and week out that's just not sustainable that's just not realistic it's not going to happen what you could expect is more of like a 15 if it's going to be even on a per game basis a 15 point week each could be what you're looking at or weeks where one of the players dominate the backfield you would be looking at a 10 point week from one of the players and then the person who dominates would give you 20 to 30 points that would be best case scenario but I think it is more realistic to expect an even 15 points per week from each of them some weeks one of the options may perform a little bit better lowering the opposite but for the most part I do think they will be equally consistent about 15 points a week depending on your scoring system of course relatively they should be equal in that backfield is what I'm getting at I wouldn't expect one to dominate over the other and as for the Ravens their offense is obviously not as attractive as the New Orleans Saints but there are some playmakers I would definitely consider playing Crabtree or Brown they have both been involved they can both score they can both make plays so I would definitely look their direction and in the run game Allen has been good, but this week specifically, I would prefer Alex Collins. And the reason why that is, is because the Ravens do not want a shootout with Drew Brees. That would be disastrous for the Ravens. So they're 
game plan has to be to play solid defense and grind the clock with Alex Collins unless they're unable to hold Breeze in the first quarter, second quarter, and the Saints score at an astronomical pace early. And in that scenario, the Ravens wouldn't be entitled to grinding the clock and running the ball with Alex Collins. But barring that situation, I do believe that that has to be their game plan. So Alex Collins, in my opinion, in this matchup is a good, solid play this week. And we are almost done here, guys. Just a couple of games left. Now we're going to move on to the Cowboys at the Washington Redskins, an obvious NFC East divisional matchup. The Cowboys rolling after last week. I do believe they can keep it up. The Redskins run defense has been one of the worst in the NFL. So that's a good matchup for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously they want to get their ground game rolling with Ezekiel Elliott as early as possible. And as we seen last week, as soon as they do that, opportunities open up for just about everybody else. If they can establish their type of game early, then they should be looking at a very positive day. But of course, easier said than done. You are playing a divisional opponent who more than likely will be looking to do the same thing early with Adrian Peterson. That's been their strong suit this year. Alex Smith has not been as good as promised and the wide receivers are very inconsistent. So compounded with the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have an elite defense in the NFL this year, I really wouldn't be forcing any Redskins into your lineup. I would still be playing Adrian Peterson because his opportunity has been so high. But you really do have to be concerned with him. He has been riddled with injuries and he is very old for this NFL game and could continue to struggle with that. I don't know if he's going to make it through the whole season or how much longer he has in him. But definitely keep an eye on that. This week though, start him up, get him in because the opportunities have been so high. And one last four o'clock game before we get started on the primetime games coming up this weekend. The Rams host the 49ers in a divisional matchup. Now, this game really did look good on paper in the beginning of the season. Now, without Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to be concerned that the 49ers will not be able to keep up with the Los Angeles Rams, who have just been so good on both sides of the football. So, in my opinion, I would definitely have a lot of pause about pretty much all the 49ers. The only one of which that I would imagine rolling out would be George Kittle. And that's because of how weak and thin the tight end position is. You're just not going to replace what he's been offering you. And he's been so good. So don't get too cute. Roll with Kittle. But that's about it for the 49ers. And as for the Rams, start all your Rams. I mean, if I have to tell you that at this point of the season, I mentioned the type of games earlier that you want every bit of action that you can get in that game. Well, the Rams are that team this season that you want every bit of action that you can get on that offense. So needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, start your Rams. Now we'll get into the Sunday night game. Bengals traveling to the Chiefs. This could be one of the highest point totals of the weekend. Definitely another matchup you're going to want all the action you can get in for the Bengals. Roll out Mixon, roll out Green, roll out Boyd. Even Yuzoma could be a good option for tight end, especially if you need that being that Gronk is out or just how thin the tight end position is. And Andy Dolan is another option, obviously, because the Chiefs defense has been pretty terrible this year. They really can't stop anybody. And on the other side of the ball, for the Chiefs, same way. Their Bengals offense has been good, but their defense doesn't really scare you, especially not for a team as good as the Chiefs. So start Mahomes, start Hunt, start Hill, start Kelsey, even consider Watkins getting him into your lineup. Like I said, this should be a high scoring affair for both teams. So there should be plenty of points to go around. 
in the Monday night game between the Giants and the Falcons is the same type of game. I do think that there is the possibility of the defense of the Atlanta Falcons playing well at home, but they have been just absolutely terrible this year. So that's more of just like a hunch, maybe just an outlier type of game coming for the Atlanta Falcons. But more than likely, statistically speaking, that's not going to happen. What is going to happen is that the Giants and the Falcons are going to be in a shootout that comes down to the wire, and pretty much whoever has the ball last is pretty much going to be the winner, and that's very good for all fantasy players. Consider Ingram in his return, and even Beckham, Barkley, and Shepard should all be in your lineups. Eli could even be a streaming option if there is a bye week that you have to fill. And on the other side of the ball, I would definitely start Matt Ryan, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Sanu if they are healthy and ready to go which according to the injury report they are and should be active so I would be willing to roll them out hoop who has been trending in the right direction would also be a smart start this week because the tight end position is a weakness of the New York Giants that has been for a couple of seasons now so definitely take advantage of that and Coleman and Ito Smith both could be started this week. To go into the Coleman and Ito Smith breakdown a little bit further, I do think both of them can be productive in the same game, not to the extent of Kamara and Ingram, but maybe a 10 point each week. But undoubtedly, I think Tevin Coleman is the better back. I think he's a better back than Devonta Freeman. I've been adamant about this for a very long time. So being that he has starting quality opportunity now, I would be all over Coleman trade for him if you can if you have him roll him out rb1 style because he is going to be that good in devonta freeman's absence i do have a little bit of concern because ito smith has been garnering the red zone carries but coleman still he's involved in the passing game he can pass block so i'll stay in on third down and he is just a better runner in my opinion he's the veteran he's more talented so there's no reason to think that ito will take that position he'll just be a complimentary piece now, Ito can be productive on his own right in that complementary role. Tevin Coleman has been in the same role, in the same complementary role that he's been with Devonta Freeman. So that complementary role can still be productive, but Coleman is the number one running back going forward for the Atlanta Falcons. And that is all I have for you guys for the preview of week eight of the NFL. I hope that I answered all your questions. But if there is anything that I have missed and you have any questions, remember to hit us on our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. As the games approach, we will give you that last minute advice that you need will be available to you guys. Remember, at FootballMDPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can go to our website, FootballMDPodcast.com where you can contact us straight from the page. They will email us directly, and we can get an immediate answer out to you guys. Best of luck on your games in Week 8. Hope we gave you the victory. And before I close out, I just want to remind you guys that we still have a few Football MD Podcast breast cancer awareness tees available. They will be going very quickly, so reserve the few that are left now. I hope you enjoyed this solo preview of Week 8. And until next time, guys, enjoy your football Sunday.